Hey everyone, it's me, Magic May. Welcome to the I Don't Know Show. This is my first podcast and I'm so very excited for it to finally live on the internet. I thought it would be a good place to start with just what I think magic is, how I understand it, and just a little bit about some of the practical parts of, you know, what it what it feels like to have a magical life, um, you know, just one person's exploration into that. And I hope that it inspires you to try some things or, you know, add variations to your own practice or whatever. So I just thought it would be a fun thing to do this Halloween. I hope that you uh, are doing something spooky and or slutty or whatever kind of Halloween you want to have. And, um, yeah, let's do it. internet world it's me magic mabe and this is my first podcast i have tried to record this podcast <laughs> at least 10 15 times now and i've decided that this is the one no matter what happens so you know it's weird making a podcast because one I'm talking to myself right now, but I know that people will listen to it. So there's a sense of like, I'm speaking to someone. Um, but then, you know, like any other creative thing, you make a thing, you think it's really great for a while. And then like two, three days pass. And then you're like, this is a piece of shit. And this is the billion things that is wrong with this thing. So I've just been going back and forth uh, between that and I'm tired of it. So this is going to be the one no matter what. Um, so I thought it would be good to talk about magic uh, because I think like often I speak from a place of assumption and I've noticed that about myself lately, about how I just assume people have read the same things that I've read or are just as nerdy about the same things I'm nerdy about. And that's just not the case. There's so much to be nerdy about. Um, but my particular nerdness <laughs> comes from or is I'm really obsessed with magic with a K. If you don't know what magic with a K is, it is a uh, spiritual, philosophical world um, that is, I don't know, there's just like so many types of magic, but what it's not is, uh, you know, like card tricks and uh, illusions. It's very ritual-based. It is... Um, 
What I love about magic is it's truly a build-your-own-religion system. At least that's how I approach it. There's so many different types. Um, You've got, like, the ceremonial magic, which is going to be related to, like, Crowley and Thelema. Is that how you say that? I'm not a very good magician. Um, But... Yeah, so you've got ceremonial magic, and that is going to be more systematic and more closely related to, like, a group, community, religious-type structure where you get initiated and you have things that you do in order to, like, move through a system. That's ceremonial magic. And then you've got, like, folk magic and earth magic, um... And that's going to be more, like, manifestation-based and, you know, things that are that dwell within the earthly realm and the daily life realm and the ego and just self-building, whereas ceremonial magic is more, like, soul higher level. So there's, like, high magic and low magic, and that's my general understanding of that. Um... Crowley, in my mind, is the daddy of magic. Uh, He is a very complicated character, and that's what I like about him the most. He's, I don't really love anything he has to say about women, but there's something about the humanity in him that is very attractive to me. And the rock and roll, I don't give a fuck what you think kind of thing that he's got going on was very attractive to me. Um, And so there's that. And so I think, like, if you want to go down the nerdy path of learning uh, learning things about magic, um, high magic, low magic, Crowley, um, you know, those are are really great places to start just because that's going to open an infinite amount of doors after that. Um, something that I have recently been introduced to is the idea of, like, a Satanist, uh, witch or, like, Satanist approach to magic, and that's really been vibing with me a lot more recently just because, um, it seems to be, like, less copy and paste and more build your own kind of system, I don't know. There's just something about uh, Satanism in general that really clicks with me personally as a uh, Christian gone rogue. I feel like it's funny (laughs) to uh, be a Satanist and just play around with that idea uh, because it's funny and it's fun. And it's just like the thing you weren't supposed to do or say when you were a Christian. And so the rebel part of me just absolutely delights in the idea of claiming Satanism. Um, But also what I love about Satanism is it clearly is saying take care of yourself, love yourself, uh, make sure that you're taken care of so you can love the world uh, to your fullest potential. That is how I've heard every Satanist explain basically what is going on with them is it is truly related to what Jesus was saying about, you know, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. 
they're just making sure they love themselves so they can love their neighbors. It's beautiful. And I feel like most of the Satanists I've ever heard speak or have met are seem to be like real Christians, if you if you will, in air quotes. But anyway, so that's kind of like um, the general buckets of magic that I have in my brain. And um, to bring it more on like a, a practical level of like what does magic mean? What does, what does it do? What does it mean to like practice magic? What does it mean to claim magic? What does it mean to just to be a magician? And so for me, and I think what I love about magic is it, it really is personal. It's, you don't have to tell anybody. Um, in fact, I think things work better if you don't tell anybody. And also you can make whatever rituals and whatever systems and things that you want up. You know, you can just make it all up. Whatever it is that you want is what it is. And so it's beautiful in that sense. It's very healing. Like, you know, I'm coming from a, the point of view of really, really desiring a spiritual life, getting a little lost in the uh, social Christian moralistic system, and then kind of going down the deconstruction path, and then now here I am back to magic. I say back to magic because it feels like I'm returning home. It Magic feels the same, you know, beautiful, uh, devotional, alive feeling that I had when I was a kid and when I first was, like, being introduced to divinity and, like, the, the, the interconnectedness of things. It feels, even though, like, back then that was church language was assigned to that, the feeling of it is very much the same. And so that's what I think really helped me say yes to magic is um, it wasn't necessarily like a book or somebody saying, hey, go do this. It's going to make you feel this way. It was just more like, here's some stuff go into your own world, create whatever you want, see what happens. And what I wanted was to reconnect with the um, spiritual self. And that is what music, music, (laughs) music is magic too. Uh, Magic has helped me do. And so to bring it on a practical level, Uh, What that means for me in my magical practice is I like to um, do rituals in the same way that, you know, like communion is a ritual, baptism is a ritual. Um, I think communion is absolutely one of my favorite spells, if I even want to use that word, um, that I've ever encountered. It's beautiful. It's simple. It's to the point. It's very clear. Um, and so communion is kind of like my foundation of ritual magic building work. Um, and so I started off with identifying a deity 
that I wanted to work with. And that started off with the, like, uh, bodiless, no description, God-type character that I held on to as I deconstructed. And and then that shifted into uh, Mother Mary, and I had a really strong desire to worship feminine, female gods, goddesses. Um, and so I developed a really, like, serious relationship with Mother Mary through these, like, rituals, um, which is basically, like, me lighting a candle and, and praying is what it was. And uh, it helped me feel like she's a real being that I have a relationship with that I can call upon um, and that you know, if I need comfort or reassurance of security in my life, that she's there and wants to give that to me. And that's so, so magic kind of helped me, um, bypass a lot of my anxiety in my day-to-day life because now I have this being that I can kind of call upon and have a moment of respite. And so that's like a really, common I think example of like deity work and deity work doesn't really work for everybody it really depends on what you want and I'm going to keep going back to that with magic it's all about what you want um and then just creating ways to let yourself have it and so Mary Mother Mary is a big person god that uh I worship And then that brought me to Kali, the goddess of destruction, the eater of egos. Um, I love her. I'm obsessed with Kali. Uh, She is sexy as fuck. Um, She is so, like, seductive to me. And, um, you know, what's fun about magic is... It's this kind of the same as playing when you were a kid. You know, you're in your imaginary world. You've got your Polly Pockets, whatever. You're making up stories. You're, you're making up stories is what you're doing. And so, like, after moving through some of the criticism and shame, because adults aren't supposed to play, right? Only kids are supposed to play. But if you can kind of, like, get the weird rules out of your brain for a little bit, then the, like, subconscious or collective experience, I don't really know what to call it, will kind of, like, reveal things to you. And I feel that Kali somehow found me or, like, as soon as I even just, like, cracked the 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 door open with the, like, just within myself of being open to the idea of her existence or having a relationship or just whatever. She just like came to me and made it very clear that she wanted to work with me. And I do think that it seems to me that different entities, different gods, goddesses do have, um, opinions. (laughs) I don't know how to explain that. Um, I was, thinking today about how when it comes to divinity abandoning understanding is probably just something helpful to do because I'm in a human body 
I'm in a human animal mind and I can't conceptualize divinity. So some of these things just do feel uh, miraculous and uh, like they don't make sense. And, and so, I don't know, I just encourage people who do magic or, you know, work with the divine to just, really I'm encouraging myself to just not care so much about it making sense and just kind of allowing myself to go through the experience. And Kali has been a really big teacher for me on that front. And um, so the last uh, deity that I really do a lot of ritual work with is Krishna. And um, over the pandemic last year when it was really, you know, more of a thing, um, I read the Bhagavad Gita and got into Ramdas and was listening to him all the time and read, uh, you know, just read those stories and looked at things from that mythical point of view and it absolutely blew my mind. Um, I... It's so beautiful. If you've never read the Bhagavad Gita, I I really do think it's worthwhile. Um, even if like spirituality isn't your thing, it's just such a beautiful story to to just you know experience. And so that was really cool. And so that opened my idea to to Krishna and being more open to like a masculine God again too, because you know I was having. A bit of a hard time with just masculine divinity energy because of all the Christian stuff. But Krishna has really helped me heal that and given me a different framework to view divine masculinity in a different way, along with, you know, like Shakti and Shiva and, and, and all, you know, that as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Krishna feels to me like the most tender companion, um, almost inescapable. I, you know, I try to look for Krishna in in everyone's eyes <laughs> and do all that cheesy stuff. And the trees are Krishna. The air is Krishna. My voice is Krishna. My anxiety is Krishna. It's all Krishna. And, and so this idea of, of Krishna uh, has been very relieving and enjoyable. Similarly to like Mother Mary kind of being this um, strong comfort mother, you know, security type feeling, Krishna and, and Mary seem to be the the parents, for lack of a better word, in in my in my subconscious, I can kind of lean on them in these, in this divine femininity, divine masculinity type, type portals. And then, you know, Kali is the, the shadow goddess. Uh, I really, she's kind of like at the forefront of my practice right now. And I spend a lot of time with her. So that's my bit about deities. I really don't know if it works for everybody, but it does work for me. And I think they're really fun. And there's really not a limit on uh, what that means. So I think like it doesn't actually have to be a character from a myth or from a religion. I think it could be like goddess and then you describe her or build her character 
um, or just discover what that would be or or um, universe is it, like it doesn't have to be so on the nose either it can be a bit ambiguous and sometimes leaving space within the being will help you kind of learn who that being is as well and so I think that's beneficial and also just kind of letting yourself play around with like the fae creatures or you know uh, these other earthly mythical creatures like vampires werewolves you know kind of like just like playing around with all these things um before I got into magic I got really into Carl Jung who I I'm pretty sure he was a magician um, I don't, I don't know. That could be just be a random fact from my brain. That's not right. But, um, all of his work with the unification of the conscious mind and subconscious mind and, and how, uh, the relationship with archetypes and how in our collective consciousness, these fundamental archetypes will reappear. I think that's like a really, um, handy tool to look at deities as well to kind of like get the religious uh label or fit or filter just away for a second and looking at um you know jesus krishna mary all of these people as archetypes or as an expression of these fundamental um, characters that have been around for a long time and have pa- been passed down through stories through generations. I think that um, that has been really helpful in magic as well to get to kind of give myself some space from the whimsical imagination space and kind of put it back in into a conscious or or grounded uh, framework as well and kind of like flopping in and out of those spaces has been a, definitely a big part of my practice is um, just like letting myself be as expressive and childlike and then as nerdy and logical and mathematical as I possibly want. Um, and, you know, just remembering that magic isn't a limited space. It's it's a whatever you want kind of space. And um, another thing that I do with magic is tarot. I really love tarot. It is a big passion for me. I think that um, lately I've been listening to a lot of lectures by Lon Milo Duquette, and I think that he, one, looks like Santa, and I think that that's important. (laughs) Because Santa is also a magical creature, and he just looks like Santa, and I just really fucking love that, too. He's a genius. He's done a lot of work with magic. He's an excellent teacher, and he has a lot to offer with just kind of, like, building the internal structure and kind of giving the brain some pathways to negotiate, you know, just the complexities of balancing all of this information or, like... The magic it has a lot to do with the subconscious, just as it has to do with the conscious mind. So he is just really helpful at giving you tools to kind of like just keep getting deeper into the process. Um, I don't know. It's just really smart. His lecture on the Thoth tarot deck 
was beautiful. And I feel if you want to get into tarot or if you've been intrigued by the Thoth deck or whatever, um, that that is probably the best resource out there on that. So I would just go check that out. Um, but yeah, I really like tarot. I think that it's a very excellent system for grounding all of the subconscious discoveries or like taking some of these, uh, deity relationships or archetypal relationships, rituals, blah, blah, blah. And then like putting them in the exterior, exterior world for a second. So like what I love about tarot is it's a system of, uh, it's a story really of how things came to be, you know, uh, and how these fundamental energies or characters kind of relate to each other. And it, to me, is like a beautiful spectrum of all of these emotional options or body intuitive feelings that um, could be played like an instrument. So it's like the tarot is an alphabet that you could organize into into a beautiful song. It is... Uh, you know, it, there's something musical or creative, expressive about tarot. What I, I like to think of it as um, a movie being revealed to you. And so I, I really go back to Carl Jung a lot in my practice. And one thing that I learned from him is uh, the practice of active imagination, which is... So instead of, let's say you're going to sit down and paint something, you don't decide before what you're going to paint. You just sit down and start drawing and say yes to whatever idea you have. Even if that idea bothers you, you criticize or mess up or whatever, you just continue have continue to have a posture of yes and say yes to every idea until an image is revealed to you. And this is really fun. Um, if you've never tried that, you'll make something and go, what? I didn't know I could make that or this is weird. And it's just like a fun thing. It's like, a, it's like you're making a movie to yourself and you're watching it unfold before you and it's it's very alive it's a very alive practice um and so I like to apply that to tarot and and reading cards um to really approach it as a body and intuitive expression where like whatever card I'm pulling that's the right one if I hear a yes it's it's like a yes no system if I hear the yes to my body, that's the right card. If I hear a no, it's not the right card. And then you just go, 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 pull a card until you hear yourself say stop. And it's like you there's a there's a need to listen to your body in, in this practice. And ultimately that's what I love about magic is it again and again and again teaches you how to listen to your body and to the internal voice, the internal creator. Um, and it's just a never ending, you know, fun exploration. And so after you've got your cards and you flip them over and you just listen to the story that your brain is telling you about what that card means, you know, so sometimes 
you'll get a crazy card like the tower or or the death card or something and and in the past that used to freak me out um but i have developed a pretty serious relationship with tarot where i'm i tell i have boundaries for it i say hey i'm not uh approaching you to work on like the childhood wound or whatever like really messy thing is going on in my life or whatever I just tell it what I'm trying to work on and and because the cards are not an external force they are an extension of my own perception then there's of course it listens to me because I'm talking to myself so that's what I'm what I'm saying is is like tarot is is like it's I think like going into it from like a Christian uh starting point was like oh tarot is like the same as the floating man in the clouds and it has judgment for me so like for a long time I was so scared of tarot and thought it was just gonna tell me you know that like I'm sinning or whatever but now I see that it truly is just a mirror and it reflects back to me my genuine feelings and my genuine experience. And so sometimes that can be really shocking and that can be really difficult. But I think what I unfortunately think is missed about tarot is that it's not a predicting the future system. It's a, it's a let me show you what's happening in this very moment system. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that foresight, having the ability to see the future isn't real. I definitely feel like it would make sense that there would be some people that would be in that zone. But I'm not one of those people. And so I approach tarot like it is um, 100% a mirror, 100% a movie, just showing me something about myself. Sometimes it shows me the, like only good things and then I'm disillusioned about (laughs) what's gonna happen or whatever because I only want to focus on like the good parts and so there it is challenging in in the sense of tarot will continue to put the responsibility back on yourself to continue to learn about yourself and um just kind of remain grounded so that's what I love about tarot it's truly one of my favorite ways to remain grounded. Um, and then the last thing I do with magic is, I don't know if this is magic or not, but I meditate a lot. I meditate a lot in, because I'm trying to um, be as embodied as possible and then also give my body the time to run the ship and to not just be a talking head all the time. Um, and so magic has really shown me how beautiful it is when you live inside your body and not just your mind. And also how fucking terrifying it is if you have like trauma or, uh, some some subconscious stuff that you're, you know, maybe not aware of. There is a thing about magic that it will reveal stuff to you. So I do think that there is something to be said about all the caution um, that is associated with magic. Don't be afraid of it. It's just you. It's just you. There's always the space to go. This is just me. It's just I'm making this up. It's over. It's just a dream, right? 
but there are really big feelings and sometimes movies and dreams feel really real and you forget. And so I think like if I, I don't even know if I would listen to this now if I was starting magic over again, but if I could offer any advice about starting magic and trying to um, just explore that realm of thought and experience is to just go at your own pace be gentle and self-compassionate as much as possible. Try to hold on to the nurturing, secure part of yourself as you dip down into these body subconscious, uh, shadowy environments. Um, I, I have to tell myself all the time how important it is to, if I'm going to go into the darkness, how important it is to remember that I'm not without light. And that's a metaphor, and that's cheesy, but it's true. And um, also trying to hold on to the love that is available, I think that is another thing that magic kind of forces you to decide how real that is for you and how much you really want that and... um, you know, what are you willing to experience? What do you really want to experience? Is it really just happiness and and whatever and what you think you want? Or is it maybe some secret things, you know, that are poking their head out, you know? So I love magic and it has given me a lot of relief and space and happiness in my life, a lot of healing and... um it's made me truly fall in love with God in a way that I really wanted to be in love with when I was a Christian. And um, I don't, I mean, I want to say that if you're a Christian, great. I love that for you. I am not saying that Christianity or religion or really any of his, of it is bad or, or wrong. It's just more like, I tried that on. It doesn't work for my rebellious nature. And here I am in my magic situation being very happy. And I hope that everyone can experience this happiness. And um, it's not always happy. I should say I'm a human being. I have, (laughs) you know, I freak out all the time too. Um, But there's a lot less anxiety about things. And I uh, want to just talk about this more and um, hopefully just be like a resource for people who are starting because I'm really not that far down the path of magic. And I have a lot to learn And I'm really excited about it, too. And I just feel like this is something I could easily be in love with forever. Um, And so, so yeah, that's kind of just where my heart is with magic. And so my secret plan for the future with these is to just kind of, like, do nerdy deep dives on either ritual things or, like, tarot cards or whatever, but also just kind of like randomly rant into the void about whatever I want. (laughs) 
So, um, I just wanted to say thanks for listening to this and I hope that any of this has been helpful for you. If you ever want to do tarot with me, just DM me on in, you know, Instagram or Twitter at magic with a K Mabe, M-A-B-E. And we can, you know, do the tarot thing or if you just want to like talk or trade magical resources or whatever. Um, I love making friends. So just hit me up. I hope that you all have a beautiful day and that magic and love enters your life and that you feel truly, truly, truly loved today. Conscious, 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 conscious.